We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here, right now, into your present moment. And exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, beautiful dojo family. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And before I do anything, I want to invite presence into the space because I'll be sharing with you from the deepest place of my heart, from the channeled spoken word that has come through in some of the most pivotal, challenging, painful as fuck, <laughs> and profoundly expansive moments all along my journey. So whatever you're doing right now, my invitation is to pause for just a moment, just to bring some presence into your body from the crown all the way down, just scanning your body from the crown all the way down and taking a deep down belly breath and bringing all of your attention into your heart. And let's all just take a moment together, and that includes me, to tune into our why for being here today. My why, my deepest why, is to embody the living prayer that the transmissions that have come through me in the form of the spoken word pieces I'm so excited to share with you today will touch the lives that they're meant to touch in the perfect moment that many of you will have an aha moment or this is the exact thing that I needed to hear right now moment and that these poems, these transmissions that came through will serve you at the same depth, if not beyond, that they did me. And it's been such an incredible experience for me as someone who never considered myself an artist, never. In fact, growing up, I would always say, I feel like there's, I could do anything if I really set my mind to it, except sing. And now I find myself at 36 years old, learning how to play the guitar, singing songs, learning medicine music. And it's the pleasure and the truth from my perspective of what it means to be human, what it means to be channeling the infinite through a finite form that we are built. It is our birthright 
to expand beyond those conditioned edges, right? For me to reclaim myself as an artist, or I can't even say reclaim, to claim myself as an artist for the very first time in my 30s is so invigorating. It's so invigorating. And it's something that hasn't come through force. It came initially through facilitating the live liberation dojos because they're that for me too. They're transformational arenas that invite expanse in me as well. And so I got to see where the why behind my lack of expressing myself as an artist I'm sure there was an experience when I was young. Well, there definitely were experiences when I was young of getting the reflection that I couldn't sing and ingesting that and making it true. And then pile on top of that, the fear of failure, the fear of sounding bad, the fear of being um, judged. And these are just all fear of feeling something. So I gave myself permission to intentionally permeate those feelings and, and go into the energy of, okay, and could I handle it? If I sang a song or wrote a piece of poetry and was met with the reflection of this isn't good, we don't like it. It's it's very unlikely that we would experience that, but the possibility is there. And I got to really ask myself, if that were to occur, could I handle it? Would I be able to stay with myself and know myself and, and tune into the love that my heart is really wanting and offer that to myself in that moment, if it were to happen? And I risked feeling that so many times and permeated the possibility of it and learned how to be with myself right there in the possibility, in the raw beat of, oh, okay, I'm going to do this thing that's brand new and it's vulnerable. And here I go. And you guys feel that it's so compelling to witness someone in the, the raw beginnings of their expression. When someone's in a vulnerable moment of expressing spirit through their form and you can feel the vulnerability in them. They're not masking it or covering it up. For me, that's even more compelling than witnessing like a totally seasoned artist, like coming up on the stage and doing what they do, but watching someone unlocking their artistry and doing something for the very first time is so magical. So my prayer for all of you who have been either operating within a limiting construct of, oh, I'm too old to learn a new thing, or I'm just not that. Just starting to track those stories and inviting in possibility, the possibility that there's more of you that wants to come through in the form of expression in any way. It could be music, dance, song, painting, writing, poetry, whatever it is right? Wherever there's a new expression that wants to come through and we're infinite, I believe that we're always opening to more of ourselves and that learning and, and the energy of beginner's mind and the student is always available for us to grow throughout the course of our lives. And that helps us not stagnate. We stay, keep it fresh, keep life alive, keep it interesting through the experience of growth. So for me, that growth edge in many ways has come through owning myself as an artist. And as I've leaned in again and again to the healing aspect of it, like healing the part of me that had been wounded in the past based on being perceived as a, a bad singer, right? And then repatterning that and starting to actually practice and open up my voice. And now I'm getting reflections of how beautiful my voice is. And I'm playing the guitar 
and I'm learning with my teacher, who's an incredible elder. It's like, there's so much that's opened up on the other side of being willing to feel the feeling of the possibility of it, not, not sounding good and leaning into that over and over again. And not just in my own space, but being witness doing it inside the dojo. So today, my intention is to share with you three spoken word pieces that have been a result of unlocking my own artist. And as I unlocked my artist, because I will tell you guys, I did not consider myself to be a poet or a spoken word artist until just a couple of years ago. So this is a new gift that has come online. And it's so incredible and has been so healing because a lot of these poems, when they come through, it quite literally feels like inspiration, spirit coming in to my form, spirit, inspiration, spirit, inspired into the body, spirit flowing through my body. It's, it's some of the moments that I feel most connected to soul, to spirit, to my soul, into that, which is beyond me flowing through me, sourcing through me. So each one of these poems were written in one sitting like a constant, one consistent stream of writing. And they all came in during major pivotal turning points in my life when I was calling in my greatest healer and my greatest teacher. And that teacher and healer came in through spoken word, through the spoken word. And our words are spells. That's why they call it spelling So I'm casting these spells. I'm through my writing. I am speaking life into my own healing process. And when we're in that healing, that evolutionary expanse, so often when it's coming straight through source in that way, and it's like, wow, I didn't even know that I could do this or because it's beyond an eye, it's coming in through something else. And in order for that, which is beyond us to flow through us, as us, I find it that it's important that we clear out the anything that would be obstructing the central channel that come from pain points of the past. So if you imagine a moment that spirit comes in or you get an inspiration, and then if you imagine that inspiration coming in, like I should write a book or, or, oh, I have this inspiration to cook this new recipe that I've never done before, or I want to learn to play the guitar. And it's like this inspiration comes in and then it comes through into the body where the body memory carries the memory of past reference points where there may be wounding or trauma. And so then there's an, there can be obstructions of spirit moving through the system to be moved by spirit at speed means that any obstruction that is being held in the body in the form of past reference points, old memory, that's, that's creating trauma points. So when you imagine I have the inspiration to learn to play the guitar and then it's like spirit comes into the body and then the body memory of no, but I'm not an artist. And what if I fail? And what if it doesn't work? And All of that comes in and then it obstructs spirit's capacity to move you at speed. So to move the body at speed, moving the body at the speed of your inspiration means literally you are fully inhabiting and embodied in inspiration and you're moving in real time. Like, oh, I'm going to learn to play the guitar. Boom. And then in action, it's just, it's like life force is moving you. And when you feel that life force move you, and it usually, it often comes in in the form of inspiration, 
you can start to track through the contrast. Oh, I feel moved. And then you can feel all oh, the thought patterns or the, the old trauma points or constriction coming up in your body. And that's where you, an indicator of, oh, that's where I could get more free. That's where my work is at. Let me tend to that. Let me put my attention here in the system and, and, and identify what aspect of myself needs my attention, forgiveness, love. And that's where we start to identify where some more energy of liberation and freedom and permission is wanting to be had in the physical body so that we can move at speed. And when that feels clear, when the system is cleared of these obstructions, and for me personally, a lot of that work has happened inside spaces that are emergent fields and deep invitations and spaces of permission, like the liberation dojo, where I've practiced singing and feeling my body acting up like, Oh my God, what if I fail? This is going to sound bad. And then just leaning into it and being in the dojo in the practice of doing the thing anyway, risking, feeling the feeling. And then most often getting the positive feedback of, wow, the thing I was afraid to feel didn't even happen. And then I'm now on the other, I'm the me on the other side of this edge and this whole other realm of possibility has now become available to me where I'm now the version of myself that's singing and playing the guitar and, and speaking spoken word poetry. That is a ceremonial activator of healing through the word where I never considered myself to be able to do that. And I'm being witnessed in that and I'm receiving positive reflection and affirmation, but that never could happen if I wasn't willing to step beyond that edge and face off with that feeling. So as I've done that, it's like an alchemy occurs in this, the territory of the feeling in the emotional body where the edge points start to dissolve and my nervous system relaxes more. So that has, I, from my perspective, made me more available for these moments when just spirit wants to come in and flow through often in the form of spoken word. So feel really grateful for that and excited for the opportunity to share with you today. And, you know, I'm, I'm in Taos, New Mexico right now on the tail end of what has been an incredibly powerful and expansive two and a half month journey. And I feel reflective. There's been so much blossoming during this last two and a half months. My partner David has been in a um, three month Vedic meditation initiator training and we're going to be reconnecting here in a, in a couple of weeks. And as I come to the tail end of this journey, this solo journey, I've been on the last you know couple of months, I feel a deep gratitude in my soul for the amount of growth, healing, evolution that I've had the privilege of experiencing, not just, but definitely in this last couple of months, but not just in these last couple of months, in the last eight, nine years since, since really I made a huge shift into my original awakening, but I feel more and more free, more and more available. And I'm learning and understanding the mechanics of transformation, at least in the way that I've experienced them, right? We can support others in their transformation to the degree that we've gone there. And I just, I'm feeling reminiscent today. And there's a few pivotal points in my journey that I want to transmit to you through the spoken word pieces that came through at those particular pivotal points. So the first piece is called, I am going to be a good friend to me today. And this piece came in several, like two or three years ago. I don't remember exactly when, probably closer to three. And 
it was one of the first spoken word pieces I, I ever wrote. And it was my, one of my first experiences of being really in the contraction of a deep piece of my own personal wounding coming up and having this opportunity to sit with myself and in the space of stillness that I created for myself, feeling spirit flow through my body and come out in the form of this spoken word piece. And when I completed this piece, there was a profound shift that occurred in my being. It actually um, became like a ceremony for me. And when this particular trigger oriented around people pleasing, the desire to be a part of things and to desire to be included would come up and recognizing a part of my own evolutionary curriculum has been relational curriculum. And I had developed an identity that is a protector that would go into patterns of people pleasing, bending over backwards, over efforting, um, proving myself, overextending myself, going against myself, that type of patterning and protection ultimately based on the fear of losing love, the fear of being abandoned. And so this protector in me would go into these patterns in order to preserve love and to preserve relationship. And if you're listening and you have that one within yourself, the people pleaser, right? The bend over backwards, walk on eggshells one. I invite you to just presence that piece, that piece of you who has come as a protector who you have developed, not has come. This is an aspect of you based on the intelligence, the wild radical intelligence of who you be as a human. When there was an early, early, early constellation of situations, you developed this particular protector that kept you safe. And it was likely effective based on the environment that you found yourself in for a time as a child. <laughs> Right. And then we grow up and we continue to um, have these deeply ingrained protection mechanisms. Right. And they still act themselves out. They still express themselves. And it can feel like a death not to, because we're dying into the possibility of feeling the feeling of rejection if we don't go into people pleasing, feeling the feeling of abandonment if we don't bend over backwards and become the chameleon exactly what we're using our sensitivity to feel someone else might want. That's a scary thing to break this pattern. So this poem for me was a pattern interrupt during a time when I was actually witnessing myself heavily going into this patterning. And it comes from a place of deep compassion and source, just source. Like it feels this, this poem feels like it came through source, the source of me, the source of my heart, the deepest truth that I could possibly access. So if you're one of those listening who recognizes this aspect, your version of it inside of yourself, I want to invite you again to bring full presence, recognizing this piece of poetry came through as a living prayer. It truly created a ceremonial space for me to heal within. And every time I read it, I drop back into that place. So I'm going to invite that sacred space of awareness and presence in wherever you are. And all it takes is a united deep breath. So let's inhale and exhale. When you're ready, bringing all of your attention to your heart and opening it right up to receive.
This one is called, I'm going to be a good friend to me today. I spent most of my days paving the way for relationships and love to be safe and okay. People pleasing, making sure it's all just right. God forbid my words cause a fight. So I became an eggshell hopping expert. You should see these skills. Like a Jedi avoiding any spills. Not one egg broken. Perfection in every voice note spoken. It's true. Not one crack that could point to lack in how much I love you. And if I've said anything that hurt, I take it back. Okay, good. I know I'm still part of the pack. Even if I have to break my back, I'm going to be a good friend today. Because if I don't, they might leave and talk bad about me. Would that mean there's something I'm not seeing? A blind spot? Something wrong with me? So I spent my days preserving, relationship serving, tough talk swerving to prove I'm deserving of a good friend too. You know, the kind of friend who sticks around, who knows just what to say when you're down. The one who never gives up even when it gets tough. There's nothing to fear. No, not when I'm here. So I became well-equipped to text back real quick. Never miss a moment, a birthday, a tear, a fear. It's all okay, my dear, I'm here. Even writing this poem, I stopped to check in with a friend on the phone just so she knows that she's not alone because I'm being a good friend today. You get it? I had to make sure she's going to be okay and decode the planets in retrograde, support and dissolve the pain away so the cords of our connection never fray because, well, being a good friend is my priority. If you need a ride, help finding a guy, a tissue for all the tears being cried. Look no further. You know, I'll try. I've got a cape too. So let me jump on a quick zoom, speak to a room of people who need me, love what I have to say and can see, well, I'm being a good friend today. Okay. Wow. That's a reality check. I've been on an ego trip as if everyone else isn't fully equipped. As if I weren't there, the world might slip. But that's never been true. It's just my way of getting through. To avoid the feeling of not being invited into the room. So to preserve my place, I've won the race of proving myself becoming a valuable face. So you won't leave. But what does that mean for the one inside me? who just wants the clarity and security of a family who loves her no matter what. She's been believing that if she's not preserving, improving, and serving, that she'll be left, that she's not deserving of unconditional love. So if I stopped performing, would you still be adoring the woman that I am? And if I stopped holding space, would I still have this place as your friend? Wait, don't answer that. This poem's a reminder to take it back and find the track to the inside. So here's my plan. It's to stop looking out and instead take a stand for the little one who's always been my biggest fan and has just been looking for that one best friend. So I'm going to be a good friend to me today. For all the times I showed up for others, 
For all the times I nurtured like the best of mothers, looking for my love in another's, I realized with a shudder that the whole time all I've been wanting was to be the kind of friend that I am. For me. Unconditionally. So I take the reins of my own happiness and forgive myself for judging anyone's absence. We're all just looking for the same bliss, so easy to miss, that lives inside a statement as simple as this. I am going to be a good friend to me today. And when I want to reach outside myself, I sense that part. It's pretty stealth. Thinking the gold is in that invite, that tribe vibe, that one night, that outside source of love. I know it's time to be my own best friend again. And love that part, that little girl who didn't feel secure in this big world. Touch her heart faithfully say, babe, I'm going to be a good friend to you today. I'm going to hold you close, invite you everywhere I go, introduce you to all the people I know, take you to dance, adore your dress, blown away by your sexiness. I'm going to light the candles, make great food, and be sure you know just how much I love you. And at the end of the day, you'll know this. There's nothing else you have to do to earn this lifelong friendship. Take a deep breath right there. Thank you so much for receiving. And my prayer is that that aspect inside of you just received some love and expanse and release, relief, release from that transmission. Mm. So onward. The next piece that I want to share is called pacifier. Or we could say pacify her. And I wrote this poem in one of the most pivotal, profound healing moments of my life. It was a few months after I had ended the relationship with my previous partner, Oren, and he had started seeing someone else just a few weeks after we ended the relationship. And that relationship is authentic and true and in real. And at the time, that was very challenging for me. And what happened is that the fact that he met someone else so fast made it harder faster, but it also helped me move through the actual release faster as well, because I got to go through the grief, the magnitude of the grief, like the, the fullness of it without the layers of you know, hoping maybe it might swing back around and maybe, maybe we'll see, hopefully all of that, that kind of extends the, um, release process out longer, longer, longer. It kind of numbs it a little bit. It doesn't make, it helps it not be so intense, but it also extends the process. And so retrospectively, it was a massive gift for me that Oren met someone else so quickly because it helped me actually move through the authentic release of the romantic aspect of our relationship, fully die into that, fully go through the grief of it. And when I wrote this poem, it was June 30th, 2021. And this was three days before I met my current partner, David. <laughs> and this poem is the moment I feel that I moved through the eye of the needle. And 
what that means to me is that I had called all my energy home. I had moved through the um, most intense parts of the grief. I'd moved through the majority of the grief connected to the loss of the prior relationship with Oren, meaning like I hadn't bypassed it. I wasn't resisting it. I had fully gone through it. I had gone through the grieving, the mourning process and was coming home to myself fully at this time. I had called all my energy home. So no part of me was hoping, reaching, wanting anything or holding on to anything from the past. I felt every ounce of my soul home present here in the now and moving forward. And it's when my, I felt my heart crack open to be ready to receive love again. And so this was again, three days before I met my partner, David, and I was staying at a dear sister's home. One of my best girlfriends, Azria and, and her husband, also a dear brother, Benjamin. And I sat up in bed out of nowhere. It was about midnight and I was already laying down, falling asleep. And then just the first line just came into my head. It was like, I heard the first line. I wasn't thinking of it. I was literally falling asleep. As soon as I heard the first line, I just sat up erect, got my journal and just wrote it full one shot. <laughs> and this poem is called pacifier. And it became an initiation for me into letting go of the past in the full release and then receiving myself in the present and the stepping through that eye of the needle and opening to love again. Okay. When you're ready, let's take one deep breath, inhale and exhale. And this is for those of you who may be going through a breakup or heartbreak or just engaging in a new relationship at the next level. So this one's called Pacifier. When the pacifier and the pain are sourced from the same, it's time to change the game you're playing. I'm just saying, stop reaching to that which used to soothe it when it now causes bruises every time you try to use it. Pacifying pain is counterproductive because pain numbed only becomes more disruptive with time. It yells, it howls, it seeps through the cracks, it demands attention, screaming, this pacifier is whack. Time to peel it back. A path illuminated by the illusion of lack, pointing the way toward the gorgeous truth that underneath the pain, which is one and the same as the innocent woman, who holds your original name. She's been laying there, patiently waiting for you to get beyond incubating into a full reclamation, a total liberation, add an exclamation, a purification into white, hot, unguarded love. Love looks like no. Love looks like yes. Love looks like, frankly, whatever she says. There's no one way love looks. The answer isn't hidden in any book. Some say love means accepting unconditionally. Others say it's setting up a boundary. As for me, honestly, all I can see is the simple truth tincture wisdom of the body. The body wisdom is that little girl. Held by the wise elder, pure as any pearl. The ultimate teach her. Thank God I let go of the numb her to finally reach her. Because for love, there is no pacify her. Love, I refuse to deny her ever again. The magnitude of the pain is proportional to the magnitude of the love. And oh my God, does she love. 
So I have gratitude for it all, for every rise and every fall that strengthen this heart after all. For the pain paves the way to remember her, rectify her, resurrect her, liberate her. There's certainly no pacify her that could ever satiate her long enough to keep her down and away from the truth. That she's long known since youth, and now that she's got a trustable saber tooth, she knows it's safe to feel love again. To feel truth again. To feel raw, unguarded, melted, ferocious love again. Even when there's pain, she's primed to reclaim the essence, destiny's presence, revealed in the center of the melting heart of a woman unpacified. Thank you for receiving that one. That one was juicy and I, I, I feel the magic and potency of it. And just the power of receiving myself in this way, that raw, unguarded heart of a woman unpacified, like no more reaching to anything or anyone from my past to falsely, temporarily make me feel better in any way, right? It was actually a full, full release. And then in the full release, there's a receiving of what is here. And what is here, whether it's pain or pleasure, the full unguarded openness and embrace and acceptance to exactly what's here from my perspective is power. And this poem was an initiation into my power, truly. And then a few days later, meeting David certainly did not hurt. So bless that timing. Ah. Oh. Wow. Okay. So the third one, third and final spoken word piece that I would love to share with you guys today is called Bird's Eye View. And this was written in December of 2021. So it's a little bit more recently. And this came through during an up level in the dojo ecosystem as I was really stepping into that. And I noticed often in my facilitation, something that served really powerfully is to support the women and men in my space by inviting them to look at themselves as if they were looking at themselves from a bird's eye view. Because often we have this layer of judgment that's like plastered on top of the thing we're actually feeling. So we're escaping almost and it's like judgment and, and thinking about what we're feeling or judging ourselves for feeling something becomes its own escape hatch. It's its own dissociation from feeling, just purely feeling what's there. And when we feel what's there, if you're looking at yourself from a bird's eye view and you were witnessing someone from a bird's eye view going through what you're actually going through and feeling what you're actually feeling, I imagine I could 99.99999% blanket that what you would see there is a human that deserves love and compassion. And that's what this poem is about. So let's all take a deep breath because this is for everyone. Inhale and exhale. Okay, this is bird's eye view. If you could see you from a bird's eye view, what would you tell yourself? What would you transmit as truth? Seriously, take a moment, a pause, sitting right where you are. Close your eyes, 
let your spirit rise and look down at you as if you had wings from the skies. From this perspective, let's get reflective about how you treat you. Look down at your sacred crown and I wonder, would you smile or would you frown? Would you say, ew, what is she wearing? There's that trauma flaring from all the pain she's been carrying. And there she is again, being overbearing. Oh no, no, now she's being underbearing. Oh wait, no, now she's pacifying, people pleasing. Oh, oh, there she is, too much in the middle. She just can't seem to solve this riddle of how to get it all right, how to love them all right, how to know it all right, how to just be all right. So would you judge her? and aim to eradicate, obliterate, hurt, and hate, flagellate the you who simply moved, doing her best with what she's got to grow through? In every given moment, you'd see, if you were looking from the vantage of a bird in a tree, to the best of her capacity that this woman, you, who's just like me, is divinity remembering her glory, doing her very fucking best with what she's got in every moment, whether she's distraught, all caught up, stomach tied in a knot, or holding it together, being solid like a rock. She's doing her very best. So would you look at her and see clearly? Or would you judge? Would you say, look at her hair, it's falling wrong right there. And that part wasn't perfect. If only others treated her like she was worth it. Perhaps if she was smarter, thinner, nicer, cleaner, learned how to make new things for dinner, if she did this, corrected that, maybe she would get him back. Whoa. That's whack. <laughs> Automatic lack. I think we found the crack in the system. When it comes to love, there is one given. We all want it, and we've all got it. So check where you keep on stopping it. Others treat you the way you treat yourself. You can only receive love in your skin if you're already generating it from within. So take a moment to notice. Really notice. How would you treat you if you were looking at your human from that bird's eye view? From her crown down, zoom all around, see her home, her work, her friends. Really look through this unbiased lens. If you saw you from that view, I guarantee you'd see a human worthy who deserves to be treated with dignity and forgiveness and love and compassion and patience and adoration. In fact, I guarantee you deserve a standing ovation for walking what you've walked, for feeling what you felt, for crying tears you've dropped, for every time you went unheld, for seeing what you've seen, and for going where you've gone. It's about time you really get that you've done nothing wrong. Because even the deepest pains come from pains before. Fighting to free ourselves is our shared collective war. You are the only one on this earth who actually knows what you've experienced. You are the only one on this earth who can show you how to heal from within. You are the only one who knows your inherent worth. You earned it, my love, the very moment of your birth. So zoom out one more time 
and tell me from that bird's eye that you don't see a soul who deserves an epic life. It's time to let any remnant of judgment fade into truth to see the innocent youth with clear eyes. You know her, the child living inside, who's been the receiver of every harsh thought you've tried to hide. And now is the time to hold her tight and claim that there's no more need to take flight, to stay connected, to gain perspective, to get reflective on who you already know, on who you know better than anyone on this planet, damn it. This is a claim to remember, to simply be tender with your soul. And it's that compassion sourced from truth that only you can give you that will liberate every bruise, no more black and blues. We just have gratitude for every hard knock felt and kiss missed because we see it brought us closer to this love, this compassion. They serve as the key. No bird's eye needed in order to see that we've gained the ultimate technology that will set our hearts free. (sighs) Just take a breath right there with me. I'm breathing in deep gratitude for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence and for your love, for receiving this expression through me. It means so much to walk in this way with you. I truly honor the work that you're doing in order to show up and receive transmissions like this one. Thank you. From my little girl who is so excited to be sharing her art for the very first time in her 30s. <laughs> so thank you for being my audience. It means so much. And yeah, encouraging every single one of you to play with aspects of yourself that you're just newly getting to know. Nurture them, nurture the parts that you had, you know, no idea that you were even capable of exploring. And I encourage an invitation. I encourage you to expand into territories that scare you because there's so much medicine and there's so much expanse and liberation and exhilaration right there in that unknown, scary, can I do it? Is this okay? Territory. That's where so much of the magic in this life lives. So thank you for dancing in that with me today. My prayer is that these spoken word pieces touched you in a way that is meaningful. And with that, we will close out this episode of the Dojo Life Beyond the Edge. And I honor you for walking in this way and living your life beyond the edge right along with me. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at zaharazimring and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart, leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.